You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. What up? Welcome in. Merry Christmas. Hope you're getting ready for a great Christmas day, complete with football, basketball, Fox Sports Radio, presents, family, friends, safety, warmth, comfort. Hope you're good. Uh, you can listen to Jason McIntyre's Straight Fire podcast on a daily basis, right? You download that on iTunes. You can listen to the Doug Gottlieb Show daily, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 through Pacific, iHeartRadio app, Fox Sports Radio, foxsportsradio.com. Let's continue that discussion from from last hour, shall we, Jay? Um, sure. I think it's going to be a lengthy one. I'm, I hope we don't get too combative with one another. Uh, the last time I hosted this show was with <laughs> Rob Parker, and, I, I you know, I, I he just— he really knows how to push my buttons, and you know, I kind of went off on him. Uh, and now, and then he unfollowed me on Twitter. I was just like, "Oh, jeez." Rob Parker unfollowed you on Twitter. Yeah, guy, he's a little. You sensitive. and I got into it last time. We, we always do, but Rob we're friends. It's not, not, none of this is real. It's just we're having fun. We're talking about sports. Sports are fun. They get heated. Don't you get in discussions with your friends where you disagree on stuff? Yes. Yeah. You don't yes. like unfollow them on social media. Like, come on, that's juvenile. Yeah, like, At any rate, we'll LeBron did not ruin IG basketball. Like <laughs> LeBron did not ruin basketball. I'm glad we agree. Okay. Um, <laughs> I I actually think he. I don't know if he. Oh, what happens with ruined basketball is I, I saw this great tweet yesterday where it said Steph Curry, uh, St- Steph Curry changed basketball for the better in the NBA. Steph Curry changed basketball for the worst in pickup basketball, right? Which is great because how many dudes come down and think they're Steph Curry? But, like, look, Kobe was the same. Guys would get at the block and try and shoot a fadeaway that they had no ability and say, Kobe, right, when they'd shoot a fadeaway. And then when Mike was playing, guys would stick their tongue out and try and do Michael Jordan stuff. Not nearly as much, but the Steph Curry thing, everyone thinks they can shoot three-point shots, and there's no limit to what is and what isn't a good shot in those people's minds when you play pickup basketball. Now, as for LeBron James, um, yeah, I think think there was some damage that was done there. I don't think there's any question. It's not the first super team. He's not the first guy to move teams as a free agent. Okay, that that stuff is he's not the first. It was, um, I think it was the way in which it took place um, in terms of having an announcement. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. But that's not ruining basketball, though. Hold on, I think it's leaving your hometown team. Oh, I think it's leaving a team where you were close to reaching because a lot of times the teams that have left, not not always, you know, Kareem left a championship level team when he was in Milwaukee, but. Um, a lot of times the, the, the guy teams that people have left are it's like a bad team. You're like, well, listen, you give the guy a fresh start, new chance. You go to a team, a place where you can win. LeBron changed all of that. Um, so I but I, I do think that it, it was seen as so early in his career that he had not yet reached his peak that leaving his team at that time was seen as different. Now, Shaq left the Orlando Magic. Kareem left the Milwaukee Bucks. There are, there are plenty of other players that left, but Magic, Bird, um, you know, Dr. J obviously switched from the Nets of the ABA to the Sixers of the NBA, but Magic and Bird had run the league. Jordan had as well. All three of them only played for one team. I think if we're putting LeBron James, and we should, in that discussion, Kobe Bryant. Now, Kobe asked to be traded, wasn't traded, was almost traded to Chicago Bulls, but you can't compare him with any other NBA player outside of the absolute top 
of the heap, right? That's who he wants to be compared to. And none of them left their original team. And I think that was a dramatic change in the NBA. After that, look at how many players at the top of the ledger have left their teams. And, you know, you could say maybe he took the bullet for for all those other players who wanted out and never had the bravery to do it. And he got run over the coals. Remember the first year which he did it, he was the bad guy. He was the villain and it didn't go nearly as well as he thought. And they lost in six games to the Dallas Mavericks before winning two championships the next two years. So I, I think there's, there's at least a legit discussion to no, it. As, there's why not? No, there's why not. not? So let's remember something, Doug. LeBron was in Cleveland. He carried arguably one of the worst supporting casts in the history of the sport to the finals. Okay, go ahead and look at that group that faced the Spurs. Nobody else was remotely decent. Okay, and then what did Danny Ainge and the Celtics do? They said, oh my gosh, this guy LeBron, he's going to terrorize the East. We need to ante up. Let's go out and get Kevin Garnett out of Minnesota. Kevin Garnett said, I'm not leaving Minnesota. I want an MVP. I will get through the Lakers. Oh, wait, you're getting Ray Allen too? And... Paul Pierce and me, all of us? Oh, let's do that. Danny Ainge created a super team in Boston. And LeBron said, okay, guys. All right, Cleveland front office, what we got? Hey, we got a uh, old-ass Shaq for you. And we've got a past-his-prime Antoine Jameson. And LeBron said, check, please. I'm out of here. And he decided he was not going to let a front office dictate his career he was going to forge his own path. And, Doug, I see absolutely no problem with that. Okay, when the data changes, I think you've got to change your calculus on how you view things. And the Boston Celtics changed things by getting a super team. They, I think, won 66 games instantly and won the title. And LeBron said, what am I sticking around for? I can't beat these guys with, uh, what was the guy, Delonte West and uh, Anderson Varejo, a.k.a. Sideshow Bob. So I don't at all blame LeBron. He did not ruin things. He just opened the eyes of, hey, man, don't let general managers who may or may not know what they're doing dictate your future because you're only as good as your team in the NBA. We know that. Not, no one person can win a championship. That Doug, we would agree on that, right? Yeah. Okay, so you, I know you had mentioned earlier in the show you went to ESPN and lived in Bristol, okay? Mm-hmm. That was your choice. A lot of people, and this is not derogatory, ESPN's obviously a nice organization. When they go to Bristol, they call it, I did a turn in Bristol like it's a, hey, man, I had to go to jail for a couple years. I had to live in this remote outpost. Obviously, it's a great job. It pays great money, but you're in Bristol, Connecticut, and it stinks. That's your choice to go there. Don't think it stinks, by the way. Okay. And then everybody tries to leave within a couple years. Yeah, I'm sure it's a nice community, but in terms of a young person living there, it's not fun. So you leave and you go somewhere else. In the NBA, you are drafted to wherever you go. LeBron was drafted to hometown Cleveland. He then went to Miami. Okay, Miami's a Miami's an awesome city. Jason, Jason. He then has gone to LA. Nothing that you have said is inaccurate. Okay. Nothing that you have said is inaccurate. Stan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio, Jason McIntyre. I'm Doug Gottlieb, right? It makes total sense. You spend years in Cleveland. You know, it was like his four years of going away to Miami, away from Cleveland, is like his four years going away to college. The first time a chance to be a man and to, to build his own thing and to do his own thing and get away from Cleveland and Akron and, and, uh, and that part of Ohio. Like, completely understand. And I understand where he was with the Cavs, right? Where he was, 
he was the the dude and they kept trying to find pieces to put around him and it it wasn't great okay that said no one had done that at this point in their career when you were viewed at that part of the food chain right you just weren't. I mean, look, Kevin Garnett, everyone knew you had to move him out of Minnesota. And it was a relationship between Danny Ainge and, and Kevin McHale, who was running the Timberwolves at the time. They got the deal done. And they did. They got the deal done. I don't think they got the deal done because of LeBron James. I think they got the deal done because that's what you do when you're running a basketball team. How can we get better and compete for a championship? And they felt like they were, that they could, if they made one big move and then they eventually brought Ray Allen home, you know, then they could compete for a championship. And they did. They competed for two. They won one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, that wasn't done. This this idea that you do it because of LeBron. Like, no, you do it because you're worried about your franchise. Uh, what, what, what he did was, whether you want to call it player empowerment, okay, but it's moving at that point in your career when you're at that place, that pedestal in, in the NBA. Um, that changed the NBA forever. In now, a good way. I, I don't think it changed it in a good way. I, I don't. I, I don't. Now, look, this is where we can disagree. The, the, <clears> what <throat> you're reacting to is the trigger word ruined. Okay? Ruined the NBA. And I would say that's fair. You know, that you can. Ruined is kind of tongue in cheek. Ruined is, ch- is a different way of saying changing. Right. But, but it, ruined obviously has a negative connotation. I believe it is a negative. You, you turn on an NBA game and it's just. When they're switching jerseys and switching teams and forcing their way out, even if we've all worked for a bad boss or worked for a company that we didn't believe in and wanted out and understand it, it doesn't mean we like it with our professional sports teams. It's one of the things that the NFL has pushed back so hard against. And this offseason, last off, last couple off seasons have gone against the tide of the traditional NFL, which is... Our quarterbacks are always in the same place, right? Like John Elway only played for one team. Joe Montana played for the Chiefs, but basically he was the Niner up until he was done. The same could be said for Phillip Rivers. Drew Brees is a little different because they drafted his heir parent and he, and he hurt his arm. But for the most part in the NFL, you have guys, Brett Favre did play for two other teams late. Okay, but he played, what was it, 15 years or so with the Green Bay, with the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers, he's going to play a decade with it. Tom Brady finished his career late, but the, the meat of his career, 18 years of it or so, are with the New England Patriots. So that every time you turn on a Patriot game, you know you got Belichick and you got, you got Brady. Every time you turn on a Miami Dolphin game, you saw Dan Marino. Every time you turn on a Bronco game, you saw John Elway. It's the consistency of the relationship between the players and... And the fans, and and it's a real thing. I'd argue that when they all move around, when they all all, listen, and what he's done has ruined all of basketball. Oh, okay, he's ruined because what happens is it's a top-down deal. When 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 LeBron says I can move and do whatever I want. Okay. We've seen the reaction to other NBA players, but we've seen it at the college game. We see it at the high school game. And a lot of this existed previously, okay? but it wasn't as mm. bold and it wasn't as uh, at, the, at the very top of the heap. You wouldn't like the transferring problem is ridiculous in college basketball. But that's not what has ruined college basketball, right? It's yes, players. It, has, uh, it absolutely has I ruined college know. basketball. Uh, what about yes, guys? There, there's no continuity with players staying three and Correct. four years. Correct. Now, I don't know that that's ruined. It just because they're all transferring. Well, or they're going to the NBA. 
No, the, not not very many of them actually go to the NBA. Are like, the stars the, do. Christian Leitner hung around for four years. If Christian Leitner had left after one year, does he have the same cachet no, in college no, basketball no, history? No. That, that uh, I would I would agree. You and I have talked about this. I would agree with it. Okay, but wait, but let, build, let me go back to one of your other points. Real quick. But it's the it's the idea of. For for viewers, viewers, whether you like it or not, fans, there's they have they believe they have a relationship with their teams, okay. And when you're changing team to team to team team, you're saying I don't value that relationship. I, I don't. Uh, I don't value that relationship. I don't care. I don't care about you. Okay? And whether or not players actually cared about fans to begin with doesn't matter. So, it's but but I love that, Doug. So two things on the NFL, you were like, well, Aaron Rodgers is so popular. He doesn't need to go to Cleveland because he could get advertising dollars anywhere. Correct. But for fans, you like are wedded to the team where you were like born or you grew up rooting for and you kind of have to root for them because, hey, man, Dan Marino is going to be here 15 years. You could just root for him. Like, no, forget that. I, I just think that idea is antiquated. We're going to look back, Doug, and laugh at this. And the reason with LeBron ruining. I would say the opposite is true. The reason that LeBron is viewed as better than Michael Jordan, as the greatest player, LeBron is the number one player in NBA history, is because it doesn't matter the coach, it doesn't matter the teammates, it doesn't matter the system. Wherever he goes, he wins championships. You want to go to Miami? Great. You're going to win two championships. You're going to go back to Cleveland? Yeah, sure. With Kyrie Irving, you're going to win and beat the 73-win Warriors. You're going to go to L.A.? Team with Anthony Davis? You're going to win another championship. Different coaches in every spot. Michael Jordan only won with Phil Jackson and Scottie Pippen. Before Phil Jackson got there, could not get out of the East. So do you really believe that? That's a fact. That's a 100% fact. I I said LeBron would pass Jordan if he won a third title in a different team. He is the system wherever he goes. Well, any but any great players. Well, no, Michael Jordan had to adhere to Phil Jackson's triangle to win. He was before that he was just a scoring machine. Jason, Jason, what is the what is the triangle offense? He created it for Michael Michael Jordan to to thrive. For he didn't create it for anybody. Okay, Michael, the the triangle offense is the triple post. It's Tex Winter's old offense, and all it does is it provides perfect spacing so that when you double team Michael Jordan, he could find his teammates. Where in the past, and he was the first coach to be able to get Michael Jordan when he was double, when he was triple teamed, when he drove in against the the Pistons and they put him on the floor to kick off to teammates. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So, so look, look, dude. I mean, the idea that that LeBron's, he, okay. If you think he's the best player of all time, that's great. I would say there's a substantial number of people who don't, who disagree with them. Okay. Who would to take the counter argument where you say, hey, man, um, Michael Jordan stayed and won six titles. Essentially six straight titles. I know it wasn't six straight. There were two years in the middle. One which he played. One which he didn't. Okay, but essentially won six straight titles and you find a way to make it work, even if you don't like the GM, even if you don't like the owner, even if you don't like some of the, the players. And Michael Jordan didn't like the coaching change originally when it was made to Phil Jackson. These these things because are because Doug accurate. Collins let him okay. do whatever he wanted. And guess what? Doug Collins and Jordan never won Jack squat. Uh, okay, okay, so the, the, the point is that that there's a there's a break there where there's people that say, hey, you figure it out where you are. And there's Jason McIntyre and other people that are like, look, winning follows LeBron. I would say that uh, I would say that both can, in fact, be true. Do you really think that if Michael but Jordan you, switched? Hold on. Do you think if Michael Jordan switched teams, he wouldn't have won? Well, wait, no, timeout. Wait, timeout. Do think no, don't deal Jordan, with hypotheticals. Do you, deal with, do you think you, you, you think just said, like, Jordan, you figure it out. Doug, you're not figuring out anything. The front office is figuring it out for you in the 80s and 90s in 
Uh, you, the you current era, LeBron figures it out. Figure it out. You, you don't think, well, LeBron figures it out, then you have to count the negatives, not just the positives. What are the negatives? The negatives are, look at the team that they built in Los Angeles. How many of those are LeBron James suggestions or LeBron James guys? I, you, I, huh? I, they won the championship, and LeBron said, we're getting Anthony Davis. They got Anthony Davis, and they won the title. Right? And what's happened in the two years since as they've continued? Well, they to were injured. Figure. They were leading the Suns two to one, and then Anthony Davis goes down. They and when the, the second pillar, they, they were they were a, a seven seed or an eight. Seed were they not year? up on the Suns two to one, clowning, clowning Phoenix? LeBron with the post up, Andre Drummond on the bench, and then Anthony Davis goes down. And if Scottie Pippen ever got hurt in a playoff series, and he never did, uh, wait, wait, the Bulls wait, wait, would struggle. On. Hold on, hold on. So you're. You're you're doing this like Scottie Pippen is the reason that Michael Jordan won thing. Well, Jordan never won without Pippen. You know that. That's factual. He did not win a championship without Scottie Pippen. Everyone, every single title he won, Pippen was with him and Phil Jackson was with him. Okay, so and you, before you, Scottie Pippen like, got like, there, like, what did how, Jordan how, do? Jason, Jason, how old? What do you do? How, hold on, hold on, Jason. How, he was the best player in the league before that. He didn't have a. He was good the best, and he could not okay. get out of the East, just as LeBron was the best and couldn't get out of the East, right? In Cleveland. Uh, How old are you, Jason? How old are you? Forty-four. Okay. Did you actually watch and pay attention to basketball when you were a kid? Hundred percent. Okay. So let's just if if we want to do the retrospective on the air, this Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. When he came into league, the Bulls were a terrible franchise. Mm -hmm. It's not just that they were a terrible franchise, but it was married to a time where the Eastern Conference was far and away the best conference. Okay. And what you have is you'll have people who will say things. They're like, well. LeBron James never got swept in a series. Okay, well, he never played against the best Celtics team of the modern era. And, and oh, yeah, well, no, by the way. He did get swept. LeBron got swept by the Spurs in the finals. Uh, no, they won a game, didn't they? No, 4-0, 4-0. That was the early one where they got dis- destroyed. He was like 22. Oh, oh, oh okay. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't win a single game? I'm almost certain they got swept. Okay, so no, he didn't lose in the first round of an NBA playoff series until last year. Last year was the first right. time he lost. Yeah. That, that, so you'll yes, have people that, say that. When, when, when Michael Jordan came to the Bulls, okay, the Boston Celtics had a super team. The Philadelphia 76ers had, had a, a, an NBA championship caliber team that had won an NBA championship. Okay? And then he was playing against the Detroit Pistons, who won back-to-back NBA championships mm-hmm. with, some of the, with one of the greatest point guards of all time, okay? and one of the greatest coaches of all time. So please don't insult my intelligence and the intelligence of everybody else who actually paid attention uh, uh, to basketball. during. I'm not done. Okay? Who paid attention <laughs> to basketball. I didn't say anything about those teams. No, but uh, let, me, let me finish. Who paid attention to basketball, who understood you're comparing apples and oranges here. Okay, when LeBron was in the East with the Cleveland Cavaliers, the East was far and away the second best conference. Yes, we can say LeBron got to the finals with a terrible roster. You know who else did? Allen Iverson did. You know who else did? Um, uh, Dwight Howard did. Like you go every year, there was some random Eastern Conference team because most of the players were in the West. That's yes. the le- that's the reality of what happened. And what changed? The Boston Celtics got Kevin Garnett, and they became the dominant team in the East. And LeBron James. Okay, it wasn't just that he went and joined forces with Dwayne Wade, two top five, top ten players in the league, but they also took the best player from a like a fifty win team in Chris Bosh. So he pulled out the legs of the chair of Cleveland pulled out the legs of the chair of Toronto. Those were two playoff teams and then built a super team in Miami. But but the idea that, well, good, he never won without Scottie Pippen. Like, Scottie Pippen was a good player, okay? He was all he was, he was a perfect number two. Uh-huh. Hey, he was th- this, this 
the the Jordan documentary actually overly inflated Scottie Pippen's greatness. Oh right? my goodness! Don't go there. Are you di- disparaging the name of Scottie Pippen? He's a great player. He's a great player. He's considered one of the top fifty players of all time. I would say that's a little bit too much. He's a great player. He's a great ancillary piece. Okay, the truth ancillary is to those piece. he was. Wow. The truth is that Scottie Pippen was seen as too soft. And a choker, mm-hmm. okay, until late when they started winning NBA championships. Oh, and then and Jordan he, leaves and they win 53 games with Scottie Pippen as the number one. 53. Yeah. And Doug, I need to go back. Yes. You're acting like LeBron was garbage when the East was down. What, did you expect a 19-year-old to carry the Cavs to the finals? Wait, LeBron got to LeBron 20. Well, you just said they could not get out of the weak East. He's not going to get no, to the I finals didn't. as a 19 or 20-year-old. Well, you just said the East was loaded when Jordan was there. Jordan was in his early 20s and the East... East was stacked. Then Jordan got older, and guess what? The East got decimated. Larry Bird's back was broken. Isaiah retired super early, and Jordan coasted through a soft East. Okay, a weak East in the '90s. Go ahead and look it up, and don't don't tell me that. Oh, the Cavs he, with he Brad Dory. Well, again, what are you talking about? He had to beat the Knicks. Who were very good teams. They were he solid be- teams. Come on. Their best player was Patrick Ewing, and their second best guy was like Anthony Mason. Those were my Nick teams. I was I, living and it, dying again, with the Knicks a, in the 90s. A, John Starks, who was brand stocking shelves at CVS one minute, and then he was in the game seven of the NBA Finals the next week. Like, come on. Those Nick Dan teams Patrick's were not show good. is brought to you by Mercedes Benz Vans. Next, uh, coming up next, we're going to give you our NFL picks. NFL Wait, picks. Are, we, are we done here, Doug? There's more we meat on to, this bone. Well, in radio shows, you have breaks yeah. so that they can pay the bills. And Mercedes-Benz, they pay a lot of the bills. Yeah. Like they just they just do. We'll, we'll do. After the break, though, we'll do this. No, after the break, we're going to give our NFL picks. <laughs> Next on the Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Doug Gottlieb. Jason McIntyre in for Dan, the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. How you picks been doing this year, Jay? Uh, pretty good. I'm in a Survivor contest. Have you ever done Survivor? Sure. So there were 2,468 people, $50 a pop. You can do the math on that. There's 20 of us left. Last year, the winner got 82,000. Uh, this year, we'll see. Um I have the Chargers, Falcons, and Seahawks available this week. Do you like any of those? The, the Chargers, the Falcons. Chargers at Texans, Falcons at home to the Lions. Well, and Chargers looks, are the easy call. Okay, that's what I would now, say. Now, Joey Bosa's not going to play. And um, Eckler, too. Austin Eckler's not going to play. If I go down to the Texans, bro, that would be brutal. That would be, I, I would, that would be yeah. bad. But uh, the Falcons look like they're going to face David Blau uh, and— um, a couple other guys just went on their COVID list. Seahawks, so you, Seahawks barely in play, but I don't know. You would go Chargers there, huh? Uh, yeah. So you have to again. It's it, it's there's a calculated risk there, right? But it does feel like you're at at this point. Just take as much as you would you you could sit sit in the Chargers one, and you could take Atlanta. I would take the Chargers. It's just the yeah. safest play. Texans off a win over the Jags. Brandon Cooks on the COVID list. He's really their only offense. But you're right. Like, I don't know about Derwin James. You know the Chargers well. Derwin James, Asante Samuel, Eckler, and Bosa. If they're all out, yeah. I mean, this is it's looking bleak. By the way, the guy Parham, he's not coming back from that concussion. That looked awful. Jalen Guyton out. So there are a lot of guys missing. Uh, it, it's just you, you don't want to lose this late. But um, Survivor's fun. I mean, some fantasy and the gambling you know, stuff is doing well. Who do you love most this weekend, Doug? 
uh, who do I love most this weekend or who I want to pick this weekend? Those are two things. Well, we've been doing well with the picks this year. We're like 60. Jay Stu, am I at 62%? Is that accurate? Mm. Um, I think we're That's at 62 to 62 percent um okay so green bay takes on cleveland my my if, if you want me to pick lines or you want to pick wins i i love you know i love the fact that green bay seems to start be starting to get healthy although david bakhtiari has had a bit of a setback you got i'll, I'll give you the games that you got okay you got cleveland green bay green bay is a seven and a half point favorite arizona indy this is in arizona of course uh uh, Arizona's been struggling. They're a one-point favorite over Indy. We mentioned the Chargers, who are depleted. They got a kind of half their their star-studded roster going into Houston. They're a ten-point favorite going into Houston. Detroit is a, a five-and-a-half-point dog on the road in Atlanta. Carolina is a ten-point dog at home against Tampa Bay. Baltimore is a three-point dog going into Cincinnati. We don't know about Lamar Jackson's status. Sounds like a no on Lamar, though. Buffalo, New England. Buffalo is a two-and-a-half-point dog. The Rams are three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road at Minnesota. Jacksonville is a one-point dog at uh, at the Jets. That You know you're gambling if you're betting on either the Jets or the Jags. Uh, the Giants <laughs> are a 10-point dog going against the Philadelphia Eagles. Remember, the Giants are shutting down Danny Dimes for the rest of the season. The Bears are a six-and-a-half-point dog at the Seahawks, who, of course, have a really short week turnaround. Mm. The Kansas City Chiefs are an eight-and-a-half-point favorite against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Denver Broncos are a pick against the Raiders. And the Cowboys um, are ten-and-a-half-point favorites against the Washington football team. But Washington will get Taylor Heineke back, who's off the, off the COVID list. All right, so if you, had, if, if you had to pick, who would be your picks? I, I know a couple of—I know mine. I'm just wondering yours. Well, what am I, I think my first bet was Arizona— uh, at home against Indy on Christmas night. It just feels like the world is on Indianapolis. And, Doug, I know this is not, like, highly scientific, but this season, if you just bet on a team that did not cover facing a team that did cover, because obviously the lines are shaded, the public loves to bet what they just saw, you're hitting 70% of your bets. Obviously, last night was another one. Tennessee did not cover last week. 49ers did. Tennessee wins uh, and covers. So uh, Arizona fits that perfectly. Uh, I really like Arizona, and um, I know nobody wants them, but where are you on that game? Well, um, I, I, I kind of like Indy. Yeah. And I like Indy. DeAndre Hopkins not playing has changed Arizona for the worse, right? Yep. They're just they're not the same same football team. And um, even even with Nuke, you know, they've, they've lost at home. They should have lost at home to Minnesota. They did lose at home to Green Bay without Green Bay's weapons, and they lost to the Rams. Granted, they've had a little bit more time to kind of gather themselves, and this is a huge game. Um, if I had to pick, it would be Indy in this game. The rematch game I'm most interested in is Buffalo and New England. Ooh. And Buffalo's getting uh, two and a half points. Yeah. I like Buffalo All to right. win. I think, I think you know, I think the wind was a major factor. You take the wind and you put it a 40-degree day, maybe a little bit of rain, and I think the Bills become, to me, the Bills are the favorite. So, by the way, j- just popped uh, Gabriel Davis, uh, who had a big game last week for the Bills, on the COVID list. Cole Beasley on the COVID list. Both unvaccinated. They're out. Now, you just have to wonder, what was the wide receiver room like this week? Are they not wearing masks? Because if not, Stefan Diggs could pop up with a positive test. So I have bet New England in this spot. Uh, I've lost enough money in my life betting against Belichick, (laughs) Doug. (laughs) It's not a fun proposition. Um, Why do you think uh, Buffalo is that good? Uh, I'm just curious on on like Josh Allen. Where are you on that guy? I think Josh Allen's very good. I Mm -hmm. think it's harder without a run game. I think last year obviously was... Uh, the, the spike was ridiculous, and now kind of you come back down to earth a little bit. 
Um, but I mean, I think he's good. I, I just think he needs a play action game. I think they need to be able to run the football and some of it is in their personnel and some of it is in Brian Dable and some of it is in their offensive line that they haven't been able to do it well enough. Yeah. I think that would, that would get him back to those numbers. I mean, you look at what a running game has done for Carson Wentz and whether or not you think Carson Wentz is as good as he was early in Philadelphia He's been far more efficient this year in Indy. Why? He's got arguably the best running back in the NFL in Jonathan Taylor. And that gives you so many more options playing off play actions or RPOs, whatever you want to want to use him for. So I, I think that's, that's the biggest issue. Like you, you, it's really hard to do it without a run game. You know, the one team that that's able to be the most successful without much of a run game is Kansas city. And that's because they're the best in the screen game of anybody in the NFL. Uh, where are you on the Cincinnati, um, Baltimore I like the rematch. I huh? like the Bengals. The Bengals. Yeah. I, this is if if you ask me what my most confident pick this week would be, it would be the Cincinnati Bengals. And and the reason is they dominated Baltimore last time, and Baltimore was healthy. Yeah. Now we don't know about Lamar Jackson. He hasn't they practiced been, this week. They haven't. They haven't been playing great anyway. He yeah. wasn't. He hadn't been playing. T- Tyler Huntley played good last week. He's by the way. Tyler Huntley's appeared in three games this year. He's three zero against the spread. Uh, that's that's what he does. He gets them in games. He runs around and scrambles like Johnny Manziel in college. And he makes plays. Uh, keeps him in the game. It's just Harbaugh's blowing it for them with the going for two. I know we haven't really well, mentioned. What do you mean blowing it for him? Well, I mean, what what are you doing going for two at the end of the game when you – there was still like 45 seconds left on the clock for Rodgers to come down and kick the field goal. Like, it just – it didn't seem like a smart move. And then the one in Pittsburgh. Like, why go for two at the end of the game? Why not go for two on the touchdown before so you'd give yourself time to know what whether or not you need the two? Like, all the analytics guys who swear by analytics, they're drunk on analytics, they say that, Harbaugh, you should go for two when you're down 14 as opposed to when you're down seven. Correct. They, the they, the they, believe, the, they believe you should go for two every time. Wow. They, they actually believe the math. The, yeah. If you really want to do the math, I don't think you screwed them. I, I didn't like the play call. Okay. Um, but you know uh, how that works. We're all playing results. Well, the play call didn't work, so it's a bust. No, I'm not playing results. I'm playing process. A, 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 one, wide, a one tight end route where you take away half the field because you roll a quarterback out. When you have an athletic quarterback, okay, you should be playing 11-on-11 football. Okay, That means you should make the quarterback potentially a runner. That changes how you have to – that puts another guy in the box that completely changes anything you're doing defensively. That, that's why wildcat is so hard to stop. That's why zone read is so hard to stop or RPO is so hard to stop because you have to play 11-on-11 football. To have Tyler Huntley, who's clearly a threat to run the football – and take away half the football field, granted, so you don't have to read the other half, but take away half the field and then take him out of a possibility of a run. It was a terrible play call. I'm not playing the result. I'm playing the process. The process was flawed. Not talking about going for two. As for going for two, I don't think he's killing them. Mm-hmm. In that particular instance, you're a little torn, right? You, you shouldn't really have been in that position to win the game. You're trying to steal one and you're the inferior team. So one play to win the game, I get. Uh, what I don't, what I, the part, only part I would disagree is Green Bay was tired because the defense had been on the field so long. And so you have to think, all right, if we get this opening kickoff, we can march down the field. Or if, or if we get Aaron Rodgers, we just have to limit him to a field goal. And we have the best field goal kicker in the NFL in Justin Tucker. Yeah. So I do think there's a different calculation there with Baltimore in that game. But I don't think he's killing them. I don't think Baltimore is all that good. They should have lost to the Indianapolis Colts. They should have lost to the Detroit Lions if not for Justin Tucker kicking the longest field goal in, in, in NFL history. Like, they're, they're, they're good, and they're a team that finds a way to win games. Um, but they're not an elite team this year, and the, the Bengals 
are better. I think when the Bengals are healthy, the Bengals dominated them before. Now they're at home and they need to win this game. I think the Bengals win the game. I, I think they were six and one in one score games and now they've lost two. But Doug, uh, they were in first place in the AFC three weeks ago. And now they've lost three straight, two of them on, you know, let's go for two point conversions in the final minute. And now they're out of the playoff race. So, I mean, I would argue Harbaugh is killing them with these decisions. Hey, by the way, against the Packers, they punted once in the game. Your offense is literally rolling down the field with Tyler Huntley against a Green Bay defense that you just said, tired. You punt once. Why are you going for two? And not only did you leave time on the clock for Aaron Rodgers, but I think your offense could have won that game in overtime. So I, I was just a little surprised that he went that he did that route. Um, uh, the other game I want to quickly ask you about is Rams-Minnesota. Um, it feels like every single person is on the Rams this week. Yes, that which means you take Minnesota. Yeah, but can you back Kirk Cousins? Uh, think about this. Ramsey on Justin Jefferson. Let's say Ramsey kind of nullifies him or shuts him down. If Thielen doesn't go and Dalvin Cook's not there, who is Kirk Cousins beating the Rams with? And Aaron Donald coming up the middle. We know Kirk Cousins hates pressure up the middle because he just gets scatterbrained. And I, I, I know it's square, but I kind of think the Rams take care of business here. Okay. All right, that, that I, I I like I like that. I mean, I I understand that pick. It's one of those. The Rams are a team that have fooled us before. Yeah, and the Vikings are one of these teams that we we have a tendency. They're they're just like the Ravens, right? Like they're a field goal away. They missed a, a makeable field goal against Arizona. You know, could have won them. Could have won them a game. Probably should have lost to the Chargers. Like. There's a bunch of 50-50 games. I think that one's going to be super competitive. I I like Buffalo this week. Um, I like Denver against the Denver against the Raiders this week. Um, I like the Bengals a ton this week. Um, I think Pittsburgh keeps it close against Kansas City. This Kansas City putting teams away. I think Pittsburgh finds a way to keep that keep that thing close. As right now it's eight and a half. It's going to get even worse. But. Um, you know, that's a that's a Kansas City team that obviously has the longest win streak in the NFL. And then you got Washington taking on the Cowboys and the Cowboys just haven't looked great. They've been successful. They got 10 wins. They got a chance to put everybody away and start, you know, to start shooting up the ladder in terms of seed positioning. But there's something about the Washington football team that tells me they're going to they're going to keep it keep it close. This is the Dan Patrick show here on Fox Sports Radio. Adam Kaplan joins us. Fox Sports Radio NFL insider upcoming next. Who is going to play? Who isn't going to play? Anybody going to clear COVID protocols in time for the games? And oh, yeah, by the way, where does Deshaun Watson really want to play? And can he play next season? Find out next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Doug Gottlieb, Jason McIntyre, in for Dan the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. Adam Kaplan joins us, Fox Sports Radio, NFL insider. And and, uh, Adam, things were going so smoothly for San Francisco as they had gotten healthy. And then Jimmy Garoppolo looks like Jimmy Garoppolo. Like between injuries and untimely interceptions, like we like Jimmy. But that's what holds Jimmy back. Is that fair to put last yeah, night as occasionally? Good to be with you guys, Doug. Yeah, it, occasionally he implodes. You know that that's they have they have a ten nothing lead. Tennessee can't run the football. Everything's going well. They're, they're running the football with Jeff Wilson, you know, fairly well. They're not making any mistakes defensively, and Jimmy has two interceptions. By the way, they were both on him. It had very little to do with disguise. He just made two very bad errors, and that helped. Tennessee capitalized, and, and then I thought Tennessee, and I thought uh, Greg Olson did a great job explaining it as a former player. 
enough of the running. Start throwing the football. And that's what Tennessee did, and, and A.J. Brown put an absolute show. Was remotely close to being ready that we would have seen him last night because we definitely saw Kyle Shanahan sit on the ball there at the end of the half, did not want to even chance it to try to get points, even though they had, I think, two timeouts and about 80 seconds left. Uh, Jimmy G did get the drive done in the fourth quarter, but are you surprised there was not even Trey Lance warming up on the sideline? Well, Jason, I think when we, we know Kyle Shanahan, we know the book on him, when he's frustrated with Garoppolo, you saw it during the Super Bowl. He said, we're not going to put the ball in the hands of, of Jimmy. And he, he just didn't, he wasn't going to do it until he had to. He had to because they were behind. And the passing tempo hit. Uh, the, I, I still believe that he's not going to change uh, because you don't go this late. And, okay, three, two games left now in the regular season. You're still, because the NFC is weaker than the AFC, they're almost a lock to get a, to get a wild card. I just don't see them changing it. And remember now, he also stopped the Trey Lance package, which they, they had earlier this season, where he'd come in on specific plays and either run the ball, read option, something like that. They're, really, they're not doing that anymore. So there's no indication that they're willing to pull the plug. But I could, sense, I could sense some frustration after the game with reporters last night in his responses to questions. Uh, we're talking about Kyle Shanahan. and I, I, How could he not be? But I, there's no sense that they're going to they're gonna change here. All right, gigantic game in New England as Buffalo gets yeah. a second shot at the Patriots. And Sean McDermott comes out and says, hey, no disrespect in what I said about Bill, giving Bill Belichick too much credit. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's, it, 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 you know, anytime you say no disrespect, it means something right. disrespectful. And he did, in fact, say it. This feels like a, a season-changing game for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, that line is it's kind of like, Doug, I don't know if you watched Kirby Enthusiasm with Larry David. They've actually used something like that before uh, on that show. But, yeah, it is. They know it. And, plus, I, mean, they, I don't want to say they're a lock to get in as a wild card if they don't win the division, but they're, they're, in a good, they're in a good spot even if they lose this week to get a wild card. Not a lock. But, yeah, this is – and this game is obviously at New England, one of the stranger games where – a, a starting quarterback actually wins a game by throwing the football just three times. Now, the weather, by the way, will not be nearly as bad. The wind is moderate. You're not expecting any bad weather there as of right now unless it changes. And for the Bills, they've just got to just gotta play better on the road, specifically in a game like this where they're playing against a team that they did win last year against, but the, the, the Bills do not like New England. This is not a secret. And New England is trying to kind of bounce back from a tough loss where offensively they were horrific for a half. I give Mac Jones credit for bringing the team back as he did. That was a good sign. And he's had, you know, obviously had a very good rookie season. And now let's see if New England, after losing a game like that, could win. It's certainly a marquee game of the week. I don't, I don't question that at all. Adam, what do you make of the news? No Cole Beasley, no Gabriel Davis. Yeah. Sounds like Emmanuel Sanders could be back from injury. But that that leads to, hey, is Belichick just going to scheme Stefan Diggs out of the game and say, hey, you're not beating us with your running game. We're, we're going we're gonna to beat you again. And, and, Adam, I looked at the numbers for Josh Allen. Outside of that late-season game against the Patriots last year where New England had been eliminated and Allen roasted him, he's been very poor, I believe, in five games against Belichick. Yeah, he had the one – yeah, he did have the one decent game. But, yeah, it's, it's because of the way that they disguise – um, they'll go from man to zone and inside of a game. They do a lot to confuse Allen. That's why he'll run a lot. When he's confused to me, I think he, he runs a little bit. Um, I'm, I am concerned about the issue that they have at wide receiver because you're going to be asking Emmanuel Sanders, who's expected to play, by the way, 
to play on a knee that's not 100%. Uh, they're good at tight end. I, I, I do like their situation at tight end. They do get the tight ends of the ball. And, but the one thing you want to have against New England is a running game because they do not stop the run very well. And that does concern me in a game like this. I, I would be worried if I were a Bills fan. I would be worried about this game just because of some of the matchups. Mm. Yeah, it's a mat- matchup wise, they're built more to stop the Chiefs, right? Um, what about what yeah. about Baltimore and Lamar Jackson hasn't practiced? Will yeah, he will play? Good. Yeah, yeah. Snoop, Yeah, he hasn't practiced in five. This will be the sixth straight practice if he misses. If he doesn't practice, he will not play. And it'll be Huntley. What an unbelievable find! This kid is an undrafted free agent last year. And I like the comments that Lou Anarumo, uh, the defense coordinator for the Bengals, said. He said, based on their tape study, they're really not changing much because Huntley no. will run the football. Yeah. He's got a good enough arm, and they're able to function at a pretty high level. This is an amazing find, and you've got to understand, folks, he's on, an, on, he's on an undrafted rookie contract. That saves him so much money. The typical backup quarterback money is 3 to $5 million per season. This is a great job by the, the Ravens scouting staff to find him. Oh, okay, so here's the question, Adam. Is it a legitimate discussion, the one that sports radio people, sports television people are having, where, hey, the Ravens should consider keeping Hundley. If if Lamar wants the moon, the stars, and the sun, like just cost-effective, you know, the, the look, you know, what is it? Uh, there's, a, there's a term for it I'm, I'm blanking on. But just the idea of saving money where you can spread it around the rest of the team, is that a legit discussion for Baltimore to have? No. No. <laughs> Adam, it's not now, but I would say this: if if Lamar couldn't play the rest of the season, regular season, he'll be the starter when he comes back. But then it would have to make them think. You know, I remember talking to the Eagles about this when Nick, Nick Foles had that that incredible two game run. Remember in the championship game and then Super Bowl, and there was a tremendous amount of talk on Philly sports radio about this. Why don't the Eagles start thinking about? Foles is a long-term start, and the Eagles thought it was preposterous. I remember asking someone in their front office, like, would you guys think about this? He goes, no. We, we drafted Wentz to be our guy. Now, we would know <laughs> four years later he would not be their guy, but that's another story for another time. But, no, uh, Jackson's their guy. But it does bring up the fact that he's not got his extension. And, by the way, he does not have an agent. He does have an advisor who helps him. And that has complicated the matter of his extension. Adam Kaplan, check him out on social media. He's our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider. Adam, you're the best. Happy holidays to you. Thanks for joining us. Good stuff, Adam. Same to you guys. Thank you. All right, uh, so Jason McIntyre, the Dan Patrick Show is brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans, the best or nothing. Um, you watching Hoop tomorrow? You uh, watching football you know, tomorrow? I just noticed there's or zero shut, sports shut today, dude. Zero sports today. That's a stunner. Nothing on TV sports-wise. I think we'll watch a couple movies with the fam, some board games. And then, uh, yeah, watch some hoops in NFL tomorrow. It's a great day to uh, open presents and hang with the fam and be thankful, uh, you know, for uh, Jesus is the reason for the season. Can I drop that in? You can. I just did. <laughs> <laughs> you can. And I'll just, I'll just left there kind of hey, hold, holding the bag, if, if you will. Uh, <laughs> holding the bag. It was fun, Doug. Have a Merry Christmas, and we'll yeah. talk to you on the other side. To you as it's well. It's Dan Patrick Show.